0: Did you know that creating an online income or adding a new revenue stream to your business has never been easier? Have you ever considered taking your knowledge, skills, and expertise and converting it into a course that you can sell online? Introducing Learn Worlds. Learn Worlds makes it easy to create, host, and sell beautiful online courses that have an impact. With LearnWorld's intuitive platform and a wealth of resources to educate yourself, you're only a few steps away from building a thriving online business in this booming economy. Go to trylearnworlds.com slash free to start your free 30-day trial. Hey guys, welcome back. Super excited about this week's topic. Thank you for joining me. Uh, this week we're going to talk about narcissism and really we're going to talk about why the narcissist does not hoover you. I get this question so often and people are really stuck sometimes when this person has no interest is not coming back is not trying to win them over so if you are just coming out of a relationship with someone who you think has narcissistic personality disorder then i'm sure your head is spinning i'm sure you are an utter mess because you have just been in this relationship with this person and this is not a normal relationship by any means i know a lot of people that in these relationships or in the midst of them quite frankly feel like they're going crazy, they don't feel like themselves, Um, they fall into a depression, they become very, very insecure, very needy, very not like their usual selves, and it can really cause you to spiral 100%. And so it's so important that we learn not just about narcissism, and I mean, I think it's important to learn about emotional abuse in general, but really learning about personality disorders, learning about what it means to be healthy versus unhealthy. I mean, that is a fundamental thing that you have Have to know to really educate yourself to have great relationships to be able to deal with other human beings because not everyone is like you and not everyone is at your level, doesn't mean people are below you or, or. you're above them it just means learning where at what level do you operate in life and i think a lot of us live very naively to think that everyone operates as we do and that's just not the case so since you now know probably everything there is about narcissism from all your googling and watching videos and listening to the podcast you know you'll understand on some levels why this person is the way they are so either you've been dealing with this person and it was a really bad breakup, or perhaps they broke up with you, they discarded you, and they're not coming back whatsoever, but either or the first thing to remember when you are dealing with hoovering, whether this person is doing it or not, is that hoovering from an abuser is not coming from a healthy relationship. So if you are coming out of this relationship, it is so important to stress and for you to understand that you are not in a normal, healthy relationship and that hoovering does not mean that you're, a valuable person, it does not have anything at all to do with your worth, your value, nothing whatsoever, chances are if this person isn't hoovering you, then you actually did a bang-up job because that means that this narcissist has actually learned their lesson and are not coming back because now they know their audience and they know that you are not going to give them what they need, and that is the best compliment you could ever receive. The part of you that's hurting, the part of you that would want this person to come back, is strictly just your ego. It's your ego and it's your wounded inner child. It's that wounded part of you that says, I wanted you to be this, you didn't turn out to be this, and because you're not this person, I deem it having to do with me. It has something to do with what the fact that I wasn't good enough or I wasn't pretty enough or I couldn't give this to you and I'm putting all of my worth on the fact that you weren't able to love me the way I wanted to be loved. A lot of that comes with us projecting who we want to see in people and not accepting people for who they are because if you really stopped and saw people for who they are and accepted that they're never going to be the person that you want them to be, then you wouldn't feel so heartbroken. Then you wouldn't feel so bad about yourself that this person isn't coming back. You would a- you would actually look at it as the ultimate compliment. So when we look at narcissistic relationships, we understand that these are not normal relationships. I mean, they don't normal relationships don't end in the ways of like lying and cheating and betraying and gaslighting and being passive aggressive and using manipulation and verbally abusing other people, you know, these kind of tactics don't happen in normal relationships. Now, don't get me wrong, there are relationships you can be in that are emotionally abusive, and they are not narcissistic relationships. And I think if you're dealing with someone who is extremely wounded and very unconscious and unaware of their own selves, then you're going to be in an emotionally abusive relationship versus being with someone who is narcissistic in a narcissistically abusive relationship. Two very, very different things. So, yes, people fall out of love, and yes, things sometimes fall apart, but when normal, healthy, semi-healthy relationships end, they don't end in the ways that a typical narcissistic relationship will end. Usually in a narcissistic relationship, there is a ton of drama or there was a ton of drama. There's some kind of lying. There's some kind of betrayal. There's some kind of um, love bombing and discard. There's something where this person has deemed you Unacceptable because you are no longer a good source of supply for them. Either you have become extremely too weak for them and your self esteem has crumbled so much that now. They can't even, it's not even fun anymore. It's, there's no chase, there's no game, there's no anything because you've been, you've become so reliant on them, which is what they wanted, but they don't want to play that game either. So they want their cake, they want to eat it too. They find you attractive and you're giving them everything that they want, but they don't respect you. And that's the biggest thing is that someone who's narcissistic will never, ever be able to actually respect another person, let alone be in a relationship with someone that they do respect. And so I think for a lot of people it just almost stuns them that they're dealing with this type of personality and it's hard to really grasp or accept some of these concepts because it's so far from the way you probably operate in life. And because it's so far from it, it's not an easy thing to fully accept. There's a part of your brain that wants a definitive clear cut black and white answer on why is this, or why didn't that happen, or whatever those obsessive questions are in your head. And you have to let go of the need of wanting control over the situation to try to understand something that has no no answer to. You're going to get an answer, but it's not going to be the answer that you want to hear. And I think sometimes when you're dealing with people who suffer themselves from a lot of anxiety, a lot of obsessive thinking, sometimes that highly sensitive person can really struggle with this, where... It becomes this habitual habit to kind of ruminate with why isn't this person coming back? Why isn't this? Why did that happen? Why? And they want all of these answers rather than learning as much as you possibly can 100% to educate yourself. But then at some point letting go and coming to terms and a peaceful place with the fact that I was really just dealing with someone who's completely unhealthy. When you are coming out of these kind of relationships, you have to really, really understand that what you were feeling and the relationship you were in is not what the other person was feeling and not what the other person, how they perceived themselves in this relationship. And I think that's probably one of the biggest pills to swallow is the fact that you probably wholeheartedly loved with everything you had inside and it wasn't reciprocated. And that's painful, but the reality is you were with someone who isn't even capable of that. They're so far gone. They're so unhealthy that They can never go that deep to have that kind of a connection with another person the way you had with them. The amount of love and whatever you did feel for this person, it wasn't reciprocated because they have an inability to actually go there to those deep levels. So celebrate the fact that you were in a relationship where you felt feelings and you were a normal human being, and unfortunately, you were with someone else who... Is not healthy in a multitude of ways and could not, was not capable yet of ever reciprocating the amount of love that you felt for them. They could never reciprocate that back to you. I'd like to pause for a moment and talk about a new podcast for you to check out. Moms head into motherhood with a lot of expectations, and most will tell you a lot of those expectations eventually blow up in our faces. The Mother Trucking Truth podcast is bringing the raw and real of motherhood in a way that will leave you laughing and wanting more. The relatable hosts and their expert guests are not afraid to go there from bad marriage advice to vaginal health to childhood trauma. Give it a listen and get a laugh from these thought-provoking episodes with season one available to binge now. Check out The Mother Trucking Truth wherever you listen to podcasts. Episode seven, The Power of One Consistent Adult is a favorite amongst listeners. And season two premieres today, August 5th, so there will be plenty of new content coming your way. Don't miss The Mother Trucking Truth podcast. But remember, none of that has anything to do with you. There is a huge void in this person to not be able to connect. And that's something that for me personally, I feel bad (laughs) that someone can live their whole life and not know how to connect on those deep levels. That doesn't mean I feel so bad that I welcome anyone to my house on Sunday for dinner, but it does mean that I'll have a little little bit of empathy So my anger or real deep sadness doesn't take over. That I understand logically what's happening versus creating these stories that it just was about me or, and then it had, you know, that it was always my fault when it was someone's inability to really, really love. And that's the real truth of the situation. And I think reminding yourself of what that truth is helps you to cope when you are in these types of relationships. The term hoovering is really just a word that means they attempted to um, try to abuse you again, really. They're going to do something to try to be able to control you again, to try to manipulate you again, to win you back so they can play a little bit more in the pool with you. And you're never going to get what you want, but they want to bring you back just to kind of keep the game going because most likely two reasons. One, they know that if they want you back, you'll come back. Number two, they will do it if they have nothing else around, no narcissistic supply, nothing else going on. They need attention. They need admiration. They need drama. They need something. And you are standing there ready and willing to come and play now. So the next thing that I want you to understand is whether or not this person does Hoover you, none of it has anything to do with you. It is not about you being pretty enough or good enough or giving them what they need. They are just yearning for some kind of attention and they think that they're going to get what they need from you. So they're going to, if they do Hoover, they're going to come back and try to play this game with you. And if you take the bait then they're going to see how far they can go. And if you start to put boundaries up, they're just going to do the discard all over again or they're going to tell you the relationship just isn't going to work out and we probably shouldn't have rekindled this or whatever it looks like. So, but if they don't Hoover, then remember it is the ultimate compliment. Either they did find a new source of supply, and while that could bruise your ego 100%, again, what you have to remember is that this person is a shiny new toy. This person, the narcissist is now playing with a brand new toy that they can manipulate and control and go through the cycle of abuse over and over again. And this person will probably take it more than where you were willing to take it. And that's how a relationship will last long-term with someone with a personality disorder, is whether or not the person on the other end of the relationship is willing to play in the pool and go around and around in the abusive cycle that this person, the narcissist, is going to bring their victim or their new partner, or their new form of supply through time and time again. So when you think about Hoovering, it's really just a technique, it's a method that an abuser will use to kind of like lure the victim back into the abusive cycle. So you could send, they could just send you like a little text message saying, hey, what's going on, or hi. They could want to see how you're doing. They could call, they could leave voicemails, they could, you know, talk to a mutual friend of yours, and that friend then reaches out, which is basically almost like a flying monkey situation. Um, they'll let you know that they miss you or you know your friendship really all of these kind of attempts are just a way to get back into your psyche it is a way to make you wonder what if what if or what went wrong what if this could work out what if this relationship is actually the person that i'm supposed to be with for the rest of my life that ability for you to just ponder in that question means that you have now took the bait Now, unfortunately, if you have wounds inside of you that you have intended to, then you are going to most likely be trauma bonded to this person, or perhaps you have almost like cognitive dissonance where you remember years ago, months ago, weeks ago, where this person was absolutely amazing. And so you kind of go back to that time of remembering what it used to be, and you long to get that back. And when they start to show you bits and pieces of being that person that you initially fell in love with. You begin to have hope. And then that's really where the cycle of abuse starts, is where we're grooming the victim and then the abuse happens and then we just keep going around and around in these cycles. So this person, and if you really have put this person on a pedestal and you are so dependent on someone filling you up and giving you all the things that you should be giving yourself, the praise, the validation, the love, the approval. If you suffer from codependency, if you're a little bit of a people pleaser, then you will hear all of these words of affirmation, all of these promises, and you are willing to go through the cycle of abuse and the punishment and the you know little jabs and things that really affect your self-esteem. You will go through this time and time again because you are living with emotional wounds that you have not healed from, which then connects you to this type of abuse. And it keeps you stuck for years and years. So it's not about when people talk about like being trauma bonded or cognitive dissonance or any of those things, it really always, always will come back to you. It's not about the other person because you can't fix them. You can't control them. All you are doing is witnessing who they are based on where they're at in terms of their own emotional health or mental health. And what you have to do is be healthy enough and strong enough to be able to see what's going on, whether they hoover you or not, see what's going on and learn how to heal from the wounds that you have inside of yourself that are coming up, that are causing you to compare yourself to their new supply, that are causing you to wonder and obsessively think about why aren't they hoovering me and really getting upset about it and and feeling on some levels like it has anything to do with you, you not being good enough or pretty enough or good enough wife or husband or whatever that looked like. What you have to do now is really learn where are my wounds and why am I so obsessed with whether or not this person comes back Why was I so madly in love with this person? Why did I give this person too much of me? Why was it always about them? Why did I allow them to be passive aggressive and I never said anything? Like what was going on inside of you that caused you to stay for years and years in this relationship without putting boundaries up, without enforcing your boundaries? And if you did put any boundaries up because you had you started to have standards, then chances are that's why the relationship ended. So when we come from unhealed wounds, then we really sometimes are just addicted to pain. And I know that sounds so awful, but it is. And you'll always sabotage even good relationships that you could possibly have in your life because you are addicted to fight or flight mode. You are addicted to drama. You are addicted to pain and suffering. And when you start to get really healthy, and I tell you guys all the time, this is 100% why I started my nine-week course is because you have to know where your wounds are. You have to know where your triggers are. You have to know why am I trauma bonded to you? Why am I stuck in this cycle of habitually obsessing about what went wrong and why aren't you coming back? Why am I stalking your social media? Why am I even giving this another thought and not using all of my energy towards rebuilding my future or focusing on my present? Why even my self-talk? Why do I is focus on other people and not what's going on in my own head? Why am I not nice to myself? When you start to really get curious about who you are and where you came from and what has happened to you that has caused you to have low self-esteem or no self-worth whatsoever, which is at the forefront of mental and emotional health, is going to be that level of self-worth. How are worthy do you deem yourself to have a great relationship, a healthy relationship? If you have a high level of self-worth, you will demand respect. You will be able to communicate yourself to other people. You will not come from lack and fear. You will come from more abundance. So you will not stay in relationships for too long that are not good for you. When you know you deserve better, you will get better and better is out there. So it's easy for you to bounce back when you see what's in front of you and you accept what am I seeing, what's this character, where's this person's wounds, are they healthy, and you won't overlook red flags ever again. So I hope that this has helped you guys understand really why this person isn't hoovering, but chances are they're not hoovering because you are no longer a good source of supply, which is an amazing, an amazing compliment, and I never ever want you to think that this is a horrible thing that has happened to you and that it has anything to do with your level of worth and value. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast. I will link all of my private coaching options down below and I will see you next week.